we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. World's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every. This Chris Brown, I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning. Well, Angela East having some problems connecting. What up, Charlemagne? Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Good morning. We back. Start of another work week. How y'all feeling out there? How was your weekends? What's happening? Oh man, I'm out in Florida right now. As soon as the show's over, I'm on my way back. Of course, I'm on my book tour, so I had to make some stops on the book tour. And uh, Killer Touch, who was a friend to the room, he um, threw his first party in like three, four years. So uh, he's, you know, everything is getting back open and, you know, Florida's been open. So he had a successful party over the weekend. So I stopped doing to support him. And now I'm on my way back. Last night I was at this place called The Office in Florida. So shout out to everybody that joined me at The Office. And 
I'll be on my way back soon. What about you, Charlemagne? Oh, man, I had a nice, great weekend doing exactly what I love to do, which is absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was at home on club couch, all right, watching basketball games and catching up on uh, my TV. Mm-hmm. So life is good. Playing with yes. the kids, mm-hmm. you know, not really playing with the kids, but getting played with. You know, when you got kids that are a certain age and they're like six years old, three years old, you as the father, you're the toy. Yes, you are. Okay. Maybe bending your fingers all kind of way and pulling on you like you're not yeah. even a human. But you doing know. flips on you, all oh, types of things, man. jumping on oh, your back. But I man. love it. I would oh, trade that man. for the world. Oh man! And you know when you do the things like put them on top of your head or like mm-hmm. you know you pick them up and swing them around. Mm-hmm. Like daddy, do that again. He's like baby, daddy old. Then when and you do it for tired. one, you got to do it for for all of them. Oh lord. Well, I only got to do it for the two because the, the my, I got a seven month old. So uh, yeah, I got eight, seven, and five. So yeah. it, you got to do all, you got to do it three times. So whatever <sighs> you do once, you got to do it three times. And that's a workout within itself. Yes, it is. Okay, but, and, they, and even if you just finish working out, they don't understand that. All right, I'm exhausted already. No, but that's what I get. No, no, but it's a good thing, man. It makes you feel good. Oh, I love Shout it. out to all the uh, parents out there. We salute you this morning. Absolutely. And we got great guests here this morning, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, an author used to be on TMZ. He has his own podcast. Van Lathan will be joining us this morning. Yes, he's got a new book out called Fat, Crazy, and Tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, he'll be here to talk about his book, Fat, Crazy, and Tired. Charlemagne's cousin will be joining us. My cousin will be back here. That's right. Chloe Bailey will be joining us. We'll chop it up with her. Yeah, uh, they having that big um, Halloween function in, in uh, May. Called, yes. What's that thing called? The, the Met, Met Gala. Gala. Yep. Yes, she's in town for the Met Gala. Okay. Are you going? Man, shut up. I'm just asking. Think they ever invite my black ass to the Met Gala? Nope. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> and guess who don't care? <laughs> you. Exactly. <laughs> like me. But them tickets are expensive. They say them tables are like $30,000 a, a seat or something like that. I'm and cool on that. Boy, a table is like 100 grand. Hey, God bless. God bless us. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. We got front page news coming up. We'll tell you about your uh, NBA scores, and hopefully we'll get you connected. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Sit by myself Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, over uh, the weekend, NBA, Milwaukee Bucks beat the Celtics 101-89. The Warriors beat the Grizzlies 117-116. Yeah, the Celtics and Bucks series, uh, I don't think that's going to be as entertaining as I thought it would be. I was thinking it was going to be a seven-game series, but... Mm-hmm. Celtics have no answer for Giannis. They can't stop Giannis. And if they can't find an answer for Giannis, I don't think it'll be a long series. Not even Giannis. Brooke Lopez, too. It just seems like he just grabbed everything that come off the rim. Everything. Yeah, but Giannis, be, he's just unstoppable damn near on offense. He is. He is. Now, um, hey, Grizzlies he, and Warriors, that was a great game, too. Great game. Came down to the last basket. Yeah, I don't think Grizzlies have enough offense uh, for the Golden State Warriors, honestly. And, you know, you can't kick Draymond Green out of every game. So right. I don't know how close those games are going to be <laughs> once, once Draymond is on the floor for a whole game. So we'll see. All right. Well, over the weekend was the White House correspondent uh, dinner. Did you see anything about it, Charlemagne? Um, I had people over the house, so I was watching it, but, like, not really watching it. Plus, I just was, you know, sitting there thinking, what the hell we got to celebrate right now? Why everybody yeah. laughing over $1,000 dinner plates at a time yeah. like this? I did see Fat Joe there. I thought that was dope that Fat Joe went to the correspondent dinner. Yes, I saw Fat Joe there. Now, we have audio. Um, Yee's supposed to do front page news, so we don't know what this audio is. I believe it's Biden at the dinner. Is that what it is, Red? Yes, Red said yes. All right, well, let's listen to it. 
The industry is changing significantly, but it matters. The truth matters. American democracy is not a reality show. It's not a reality show. It's reality itself. And the reality is that we are a great country. Our future is bright. It's not guaranteed because democracy is never guaranteed. It has to be earned. It has to be defended. It has to be protected. As you've heard me say many times, there's not a damn thing this country can do when we stand united and do it together. And I know we can do anything we want to do. Yeah, so I'm still trying to figure out whose hand he was shaking, though. Did he ever talk about <laughs> whose hand he was shaking? I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed uh, some of what I saw at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. But once again, what the hell we got to celebrate? Like, what's funny? Inflation through the roof. Folks trying to figure out how to keep gas in their tank, food on their plate. You know, um, so many campaign promises haven't been kept. Like, what, what we got to celebrate? Well, he does joke on uh, Fox News. I told my grandkids and Pete Buttigieg they could stay up late and watch this show tonight. <laughs> tonight, we come here to answer a very important question in everybody's mind. Why in hell are we still doing this? <laughs> I, know there, I know there are questions about whether we should gather here tonight because of COVID. Well, we're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, everyone had to prove they were fully vaccinated and boosted. So if you're at home watching this, and you're wondering how to do that, just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted. All of them. Okay. All right. Well, he also talks about his uh, approval rating. Thank you, Steve, for that introduction. And a special thanks to the 42% of you actually applauded. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of Americans with a lower approval rating than I have. <laughs> this is the first time the president attended this dinner in six years. It's understandable. We had a horrible plague, followed by two years of COVID. Just imagine if my predecessor came to this dinner this year. Now that would really have been a real coup if that occurred. Mm. Laugh now, cry after the midterms when they lose the House and the Senate. Mm. You hear me, Democrats? Laugh now. Cry after the midterms when y'all lose the House and the Senate. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people spoke that the person whose hand he was trying to shake. Man, he, shut he, up, man. Right. That's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Yee, you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. All right. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this here what's up Andy? what's up trav hey hey trav hey boo <laughs> sir peace trav what up sis guess what i'm starting today at eight o'clock what what's that wait my new job where you work at oh. you got your job yay yeah. Yeah, I got it. Uh, I passed the P. Remember what I was telling you uh, last yes. week? Yes. I passed the P test. So, right, let's uh, not ruin uh, it. Today. How'd you do that? Yeah, I work at um, Pico, the um, electric company. No, I said, how'd you pass the test? Uh, You know, God. All right. <laughs> God. That's, cra- that's crazy that you still got to take a P test in Pennsylvania when it's legal well, you know it, when it's legal right next door in Jersey. So, so actually in Pennsylvania, so they, they have stopped the P testing in Pennsylvania, but since uh, I work for the electric company, they deal with gas. 
Um, if you're doing natural resource gas, then you have to still take a pee test. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. But so yeah, you um you did it the right way, you did it the legal way, or you thought I could tell you on the air? No. Yes, he did it the right way. Well, I'm glad yeah, you got a job, Trav, because that last time you called up here talking about you had your oh, EBT man. card <laughs> over your be- your Metro card, boy, that was a different level of struggle. You hear me? Don't be, be bringing up my old days. That was the old days. <laughs> that was like a week ago, Trav. But okay, that's the old Trav. All right, y'all. All right. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Jermaine out of Atlanta, y'all, from Bombay Vodka. What's going on? Peace, King. What up? Get it off your chest. Monday. Uh, Envy, Envy, I had a quick question for you, man. I know you got the car show coming to Atlanta. Yes, sir. Are you doing your book out here as well? Yeah, we're actually doing a book signing at every car show that we're doing. So, uh... We got like a little, uh, we made it look like a bookstore in the actual car show. Me and the wife are being there signing autographs, and, and we have books in, at the show. Okay. Um, just wanted to ask, when you come to Atlanta, if we can be a part of your VIP suite for your guests or whatever, getting beverages of our delicious vodka, if you don't mind, sir. Yeah, you know what? We don't we don't really sell outside liquor, and the reason being no, is no, a family I'm event sometimes. But if we yeah, could um, do play. something with the, with the venue, yeah, we can set it up. We'll, we'll see what we can do. All right, cool, cool. Um, I appreciate it. Just had to shoot my shot, bro. All right, enough said. All right, let's make it happen. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. And yes, we're going to be in Houston June 19th, which is Father's Day weekend, and July 9th in Atlanta for the car show. So if you haven't got your tickets, it's to drive your dream tickets. But get it off your chest. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Ray from Detroit. How you doing this morning, everybody? What peace, up, King. Morning, Ray. Yeah, peace to you all. Peace, peace. Uh, first of all, DJ Andy, you one of my major DJ inspirations from back at the mid Chase. I just want to say peace to you. God bless you, your family, your book. I got to go get that joint. It is I heard it's amazing, brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate the support and love, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Blessing to you also. Charlamagne, I got to say thank you, man, for just you and your platform. The things that you have done has been just truly just unbelievable. Uh, you actually have one of my college friends that uh, from hometown. I'm originally from Gary, Indiana. You have one of my college friends, Ian Dunlap, the master investor. Yeah, man. That's uh, my have- guy. Love Ian. Man, that is my dude, man. This cat used to cut me up back in the dorm. We grew up, uh, uh, we started uh, at IU, at uh, Indiana University. So that's uh, one of my friends. And for you to have him on your platform, the things that has, it has created for him, is just, it's just unbelievable. It, it is nonstop for him now. And nah, Ian is, Ian is brilliant. And, and his, his, his stock tips are brilliant. Oh, man, he's a sharp cat. Always been. Always been. Uh, so I got to thank you for that. Just to have him on that platform just really did amazing things, even more uh, for him. Uh, so thank you for that. And last but not least, me, uh, you know, you're you're so dope. It, it is awesome. The things I'm hearing, what you're doing here in Detroit, uh, and which is uh, let me, because I, I got to thank God for my family, my, my friends, my, my, my two sons, and also my lady who is, here uh, from Detroit, and uh, she's one of the best insurance agents, and I have to make sure I shout her out. And I want to make sure I let you know because I know how you are serious about the Black Girl Magic. And oh yeah, absolutely. I'm in Detroit right now for this NAACP event. 
so I heard. Yeah, I heard on the radio. Absolutely. Yeah, she is uh, one of the best insurance agents I've ever known uh, to actually have her business right here in Detroit. And I want to make sure I let her know that I'm going to let you know that she is just amazing. I want to shout her information out if that's all right. Please do. Man, look, she is uh, Crystal Robertson, uh, State Farm agent. Uh, so she's definitely a good neighbor right there on 7 Mile, right near the Illinois, uh, the shopping district area. Uh, please check her out, everybody. She is on crystalsurfsmotown.com. That's crystalsurfsmotown.com. And she is absolutely amazing. You can follow her on Instagram as well. And I really appreciate you all just accepting my call. And thank you all for you, your platform, and the things you have done over the years. And God is going to continue to bless you all. I'm thank thankful you, brother. for you all every morning as I listen to you. Appreciate you, Kate. Well, thank you. Shout out to Krista. I just Google her. She has five stars and 40, 41 Google reviews. There you go. Shout out to State Farm, too, man. Do, do terrific work. And also the general, too. General insurance as well. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes. And Joe Button, why was he trending over the weekend? We'll tell you what he had to say on social media that had both Tahiri and Evelyn Lozada responding. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Joe Button on his podcast spoke about the Megan the Stallion versus Tory Lane's issues and Meg the Stallion sitting down with Gail King. Here's what he had to say. There is a such thing as victim bullying. Example of what I'm saying. Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco's ex-wife. He's in a whole new relationship. He's married. Mm-hmm. He's, he's whatever he is. He's happy. Mm-hmm. They happy. She's happy for years. Any chance, any time his name came up, she popped up. It had nothing to do with her, but she popped up and said, hey, he did this. It didn't matter. The. Uh, Rehabilitation he'd done. Uh-huh. It didn't matter the, mm-hmm. the changes that he's made, the apologies, both public and private. Yo, dog, for the next seven, eight, nine, ten years, every time I do something positive, you're going to pop up with this victim story. And you are the victim. So I don't take that away. But that's bullying. All right, uh, take. But he also criticized Meg The Stallion for speaking with Gail King instead of a hip-hop outlet. He said there are too many hip-hop outlets. Go to somebody who understands all of this, is keeping up with all of this, and can provide some type of pushback if you're trying to come off organic. Well, Evelyn Lozada... Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, what did you think about? Mm-hmm. What did you think about the victim bullying and what he said? You, uh, well, she is a victim, and she's allowed to express whatever she wants to feel if she feels triggered every time he says something and wants to respond to that. She has every right to do that. What yeah. happened happened, and if that's what she needs to do, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you're not a bully if you were a victim. If somebody did you wrong, you can speak on it as much as possible. Yeah, I don't think that's a, a term. You can't be a, a victim and a bully if if every time you know something triggers you, you mention it or you talk mm. about it. I don't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, I could be wrong. All right. Well, Evelyn Lozada did respond to what Joe Button had to say. And here's what she had to say. If you're going to use your platform to discuss domestic violence or bring up somebody's domestic violence incident, I think that you need to be compassionate about all of the people that this has affected. I think you also need to know and understand that this could be very triggering. If we're going to have these conversations, we need to have real conversations like how do we heal from this use your platform for good not to make light of something that is very very serious you know i just had to say something because i'm not gonna allow someone to control my story and my narrative now, in the Shade Room, Evelyn also posted with that clip, you should have used yourself as an example and kept us the F out of it, F-O-H. And Joe Button responded. He said, we were discussing reactive abuse, not seemingly comparing situations. Prayers to everyone involved. And then she said, my life matters, so I spoke up, domestic violence survivor. I'm going to keep screaming to the heavens no matter what another abuser has to say about my past abusive relationship. And then Tahiri also chimed in and said, let's not forget at Joe Button should uh, 
the real Tahiri post hers, and Tahiri said, the biggest effing nerves on earth. This is so wrong, so unfair, but yet he still continues having a mic. And then she also addressed Evan Lozada on her Instagram as well. She said, I am so sorry. Nobody should ever have to go through this over a repost of Evan Lozada's photos. She said, I'm shaking. He fractured my rib and punched me in my face. I don't have pictures, but I'm sure his other exes do. So that definitely started a lot of people having conversations and, and feeling triggered by those comments. All right, and Playboy Cardi, his concert was shut down after fans rushed the stage and broke the barricade while he was only two songs in. This was at West Hollywood Smokers Club Festival, and they had to just shut it down. Kid Cudi, 2 Chains, Wale, Joey Badass, ASAP Rocky, Rico Nasty, Wiz Khalifa, Chief Keith, all on the bill, but not everybody made it through their set time without disturbances. As we told you, Playboy Cardi, they had to cut his microphone, and a team member was sent out to address the audience and ask them to calm down so that Playboy Cardi could resume his work. They asked them to step back. They said there were no injuries sustained. Nobody was arrested, but they said uh, everybody... Just had to make sure everything was good. And yes, so everybody got to calm down. It did look dangerous. Did they finish the show? And um, Some people got to perform. Some people didn't. But again, gotcha. you know, seeing what could potentially happen, making sure there's no injuries. That's the most important thing. They did say Rihanna was back there hanging out and dancing backstage as well, too, during the Smokers Club Festival. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, they are trying to find an accused uh, murder suspect as well as the corrections officer who was last seen with him when they left the local jail. We'll tell you what happened in Alabama. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. I teamed up with Zyrtec for this allergy relief message. Springtime brings vibrancy to the air and pollen. So I take Zyrtec when allergy symptoms start. Save the tissues and live vibrantly with Zyrtec. Starts working at hour one and stays strong day after day. WWPRFM HD1 New York. An iHeartRadio station. Let me put a little bit of the breakfast club up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the Bucks beat the Celtics 101 89. The Warriors beat the Grizzlies 117 116. Hey, you know what, too? Salute to Shakur Stevenson, too, man. Um, he had a great win Saturday night against Oscar Valdez. Sure Unanimous mm-hmm. decision. Okay. Valdez never had a chance, so salute to Shakur Stevenson. He. He, he wanted them ones. Even though people, we, we knew he was one of them ones, he really showed Saturday he wanted them ones. So dropping the clues bombs for Shakur Stevenson. Absolutely. And tonight, the 76ers take on the Heat at 7.30, and the Mavericks take on the Suns at 10. Now, oh, Paul Philly, man. Oh, my God. No Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid nope. out indefinitely. Oh, I guess this will be the last round for the Sixers. <laughs> if Joel Embiid can't play. Yeezy? Yes. So yesterday, U.S. Marshals offered a $10,000 reward, and that is for information to help capture the Alabama inmate who vanished. He vanished with a corrections officer as she was transporting him to court 
for an appointment that never even existed. Casey White is 38 years old. He was arrested in 2020. He was charged with two counts of capital murder. Authorities said he was a murder for hire in a case that went cold for nearly five years. Now, indications are that Vicki White, who was the corrections officer for, and she worked there, by the way, for 25 years, assisted in the escape. But they don't know whether she did so willingly or if he forced her to do so. There has been a manhunt launch for the two of them. And they both have the same last name, uh, Vicki White and Casey Cole White, but they are not related. The escaped inmate is believed to be a serious threat to the corrections officer and to the public. So they are asking for any help in that situation. That's a scary thing. Now, they're also trying to investigate whether the two of them had a prior relationship. Uh, the sheriff's office realized that he was missing and that the corrections officer was missing when she wasn't answering her phone and calls went straight to voicemail. So they said every employee in the office is shocked right now. And a woman in Maryland returned home from vacation to find a couple laying in her bed and property worth tens of thousands of dollars missing. We saw this on social media. Here's what happened. Not only were they in my home, everything in my home was gone, except for my bed, because he details how he loved my bed so much. Um, and I'm like, who are you? And he says my name. He like, you didn't pay your rent. I'm like, what are you talking about? I paid my rent. All right, I'm, so she came I'm home confused. from vacation. This was in Greenbelt, mm -hmm. Maryland. Her front door was damaged. Her possessions were cleared out of the apartment. And she found a couple laying on her bed together, a black male adult and a white female. That was the only piece of furniture left in the home. Yes, Envy? So she paid the rent and they just took everything out? Uh, he said that she didn't pay the rent. And she's like, what are you talking about? I did pay my rent. So the suspects are still on the run. So basically they broke in, uh, made up some story, and... She caught them in the house, and they stole belongings worth almost $50,000. Wow. Can you wow. imagine you come home, and there's yeah, a couple but they, laying in your bed? If they're still in the crib, they shouldn't be on the loose. I know where they at. They lay in my, in my bed. She ain't called the police no, right away. they're not away. there they, now. Like, they left. Uh oh. Yeah, she called the police, but they were gone, and they're still on the run. They're not still there. Oh, so they wasn't supposed to be there? I thought no. the, the way the story no. was described, I thought they got kicked out of the house, and they moved a new couple in. So these were just squatters. No. Squatters, yep. Yes. Oh, she came okay. home on vacation. They cleared everything out. <laughs> All right, now, a woman in Alabama, Jacqueline Summerbeard, she was an employee of the state public health department, was attacked as she was following up on a report of an attack by those same dogs. She was killed by the dogs, too, in the northwestern uh, part of Alabama. She was responding to that call, and she was pronounced dead on Friday. Uh, she was... They said they believe she was trying to contact the dog's owner. They identified the dog's owner as Brandy Dowdy when the dogs killed her. They reported that she was a 58-year-old environmental supervisor, a longtime employee of the public health department. She was following up on an incident earlier in the week when where the dogs attacked a woman who was walking. That woman remains hospitalized in uh, Mississippi. When officers arrived on the scene, they said several dogs started attacking the residents. One of them sustained uh, minor injuries, and some of the dogs had to be euthanized immediately. Dowdy has been charged with manslaughter and is being held without bail, according to public records. Really sad situation. You're doing your job, going to investigate, and then she ended up getting killed by those dogs. Absolutely. Uh, rest in peace to ja Jacqueline Summerbeard and our condolences to her family. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. 
All right. Now, when we come back, Van Lathan will be joining us. He has a new book out. What's the name of the book? Fat, Crazy, and Tired. Uh, uh, Tales from the Trenches of Transformation. All right. And we'll talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's the breakfast. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right. Let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. My guy, Van Lathan Jr. He has a new book out, Fat, Crazy, and Tired. What up, what up, what up? Tales from the Trenches of Transformation. Yeah, What's up, man. my brother? I'm good, man. How y'all doing this morning? Well, since you've been here last, uh, uh-huh. you're not with TMZ. Right. You signed a deal with The Ringer. Yes. Won an Oscar. Yes. Now you have a new book, Fat Crazy. I have a new book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, I I know this because you're my guy, but just for the people, what made you feel like it was time for you to exit from TMZ? 
Um, well, two things. Number one, they exited me. We should be. We, we, but you we, was going to leave anyway. I was. You, I, so this is the situation with that. I get fired from TMZ. Just put it out there in October. But as you know, I was already gone mm -hmm, basically mm -hmm. because I um, didn't renew my deal. Didn't renew my contract. So why would they fire you if they knew you weren't coming back and not just let you leave? That's why they would fire me. So after the Kanye thing happens, right? Like we have a couple of meetings with a couple of people, and I remember I had a conversation one time with Harvey. I remember telling him I was like. I don't see myself having my own television show and then coming back and working at TMZ and still being at TMZ in the days, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, huh, whatever. And then the next time I just straight up straight up told him, I was like, I'm not re-signing with TMZ. Okay. Like when that, like when this is up, think about it. After this, I'm coming off the, the, the my, my profile is up. Mm -hmm. I have all of these other opportunities and you just want to grow and be able to, to do more things. And so I said, I'm not, I'm not re-signing. So they knew that. And coming down to the end of it, it was things were just so tense between him they and me. They set you up. They set you up. They set you up. They put you in a position to where you had to defend yourself against a white man at TMZ, and then they fired you for it. Well, whatever. But what I but, 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 that's what I saw. But okay, but what ended up happening is the way it went to me. Me and Mike, who's still a friend of mine, me and Mike have a situation where we're going back and forth on the show. Mm -hmm. So I go over to Mike, probably something I shouldn't have done. Come up behind him, I'll say, look, I don't appreciate being talked to like that, blah, 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 you know how I am, whatever. Say something, I leave, right? Charles is laughing at first, then Charles says, Van, go home. That's the last time I was ever in TMZ. So I leave and I go home, and they hit me up like, yo, well, you put your hands on his mm -hmm. shoulders, so you gotta go, you're out. I'm like, all right, cool. We both know that it was coming to the end of the line anyway. And it's on camera. It's not like we didn't, people didn't see it. So. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, people saw it, and people can make up their own minds about whether or not you think I'm a violent, crazy, ignorant, but it's, it's right there for you. So then that Saturday, my coworkers throw me a going away party because they didn't get a chance to say goodbye. The guy who I was in the altercation with, Mike, is at the going away party. You want that fade? Is that really? That was you an altercation. That? It wasn't an altercation. It wasn't an altercation at all. They're calling it an altercation. It was not an altercation. It wasn't an altercation. Maybe the white people. So anyway, they throw me this going away party. Monday, I get a call from the people at page six, and they say, <laughs> hey, we're running this in page six. We're going to talk about the fact that you were dismissed, right? The whole nine. The article comes out, and it looks good for me. I think that embarrassed them. I had nothing to do with the page six article. Right. You know what? I want you to talk about triggers, right? Because we're talking about triggers and being traumatized. Talk about what led to you telling him. Don't talk about that. Okay, so this is what happened. That morning, there's a story, and the story has to do with Ellen DeGeneres being friends with George Bush, and why it's cool that Michelle Obama was friendly with George Bush. Listen, if you have fuzzy, fuzzy feelings about George Bush, and if you have fuzzy feelings about him and you want to be cool with him, he's a painter now, whatever, that's fine. I'll never feel that way, mm -hmm. ever, about George Bush, ever. I'm from South Louisiana, and I watched a hurricane come through and devastate my community and devastate my relatives and family members. And the president just didn't care. Mm -hmm. And I told people at TMZ, I'm like, when y'all do this topic, I do not want to be on it. Mm -hmm. And they continue to ask me over and over and over again. Harvey wasn't there, so they needed Van to make TV. So I'm like, it, I'll do it. So I'm already emotional about it and I'm on this and it feels like I'm being played with. And so feeling the way that I felt after, I went over and I was just like, yo, I didn't appreciate that. Right. Now what I, what I was trying to do was rather than scream across the office, 
I didn't want to let the moment pass without saying anything because I never want to do that. If I feel uncomfortable in the moment, I always want to meet that moment right there. Absolutely. What I was trying to do was walk over and whisper in his ear, mm -hmm. like, yo, didn't appreciate it, blah, 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 and then leave. And that got turned into Van attacked Mike. The day after the Page Six article comes, another article from Page Six comes with a still, like from one image of the whole thing and them talking about the fact that I got physical, it was the office striking back at me. And this is the part where the uncomfortability sets in or the, the resentment for me sets in. Never in my life will I ever, ever distance myself from how important my time at TMZ was for me. Mm -hmm. People have all kinds of, of opinions about the platform and they're not wrong. But all I can say is that for me, it was a place where I was given the opportunity to grow, given the opportunity to learn. It's where, I, where people first got to know me. They know that I am not who they painted me as mm -hmm. when they came back. Mm -hmm. I've been there nine years. There's no one in that office that would have ever thought that I would have done anything or attacked anyone or anything like that. And for me, when the gang got that dirty, I was like, mm -hmm. but that, that was important. I'll tell you why. God, divinity, the universe, whatever, did not want me to leave that situation without the feeling of having been on the other side of a headline like that. Mm. Like for nine years, I had been right there, complicit and a part yeah. of all types of headlines that affected people's lives. I did my best, I swear to God, I did my best to report things that were unsaid by members of the community and things that were misunderstood the best that I could while I was there with what I was given and the freedom I was given and the voice that I had. But the reality of the situation was there's a slant. There's, and there's always a slant and the mm -hmm. slant is towards the sensational and the slant is oftentimes towards the negative because the reality is that that's what people consume and like to consume the most of. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, in order to leave there and be a better version of myself and be a happier version of myself and more successful. You had successful, to be a headline. I had to be a headline. Mm -hmm. I talk about it in the book. By the end, Harvey and I were having, like we were really going back and forth a lot because of his Trump support and because of the years and years and years of me having to be the dude that people come to whenever the organization will f something up. Right. So I don't think that TMZ or organizations like it. I don't think that they hate black culture. I just don't think that they care about the sensitivities. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example of something. So Lil Dicky, y'all know Lil mm -hmm. Dicky, right? Yeah, that song. Yeah, so the, yeah. the, the K-word song, mm -hmm. right? And this whole narrative in the office was, if people say the N-word in the music, then we should be able to say the N-word when we're singing the songs. Harvey would always argue, I don't see how you can stop people from saying it when it's in the music, 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 and other people in the office would say that, and I would go back and forth, and that was a big thing. I said, okay, have somebody ask Lil Dicky, and I would never in my life want to use a racial slur. I don't care what Lil Dicky calls himself in the song, mm -hmm. I'm never gonna use that because I know how those words can hurt and kill. Mm -hmm. But I had them ask the question, well, since Lil Dicky is saying the, the K-word- Lil Dicky's Jewish. Lil Dicky's Jewish. Yeah. Since a Jewish guy is saying his K, the K-word in his music, then does he think that other people that, be, that rap his music should be able to say it too? Because this is the logic that I'm getting from right. the top, right? They ask that question and I'm pitching it the video and Harvey gets super pissed off mm. at the question. And I'm like, oh, so you do understand. Right. Mm. You just don't give a f when it's my culture. Mm. And I remember all around the office is like, Van, are you arguing to say the 
the K word? I'm like, no. That's not what I'm saying here. I was I'm like, saying- do y'all be arguing to say, you know, word. I'm not arguing right. to say the K word. I don't want to say it at all. But so you mean to tell me that y'all be arguing to say the N word? I thought we were doing this logical thought experiment. It does slap in those records. It's better, bro. But, 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 <laughs> but you fit does. But it, it does. Oh, and by the way, and by the way, I understand the nigga contradiction. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not stupid. All right, we got more with Van Lee. Then when we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Van Lathan. Charlemagne? You want an Oscar? Uh-huh. Talk about it. Oh, yeah. Two distant strangers. Shout out Joey Badass. Uh, out. I love Joey Badass, and I thought he did such a great job. What a good actor. Yeah. Joey Badass, Andrew Howard, Zaria, Martin Desmond Rowe, co-directed, written by Trayvon Free, Nick May, younger brother of Ava DuVernay. Everybody needs someone like this, somebody that can help you take a vision and take an idea and take a plan and put it into action. Great brother, loving it. Mm-hmm. So Trayvon like, has an idea, he throws an idea out to us, and I look at him, and this is what I actually learned. Pop culture is actually art plus timing. So what Trayvon says, the idea, which is uh, you know a young man that's reliving the same interaction with police over and over again, Groundhogs Day style, He's like, this was the first thing we should make after the pandemic. I go, got to go now. Number one, the moment demanded the art with what happened with George, George Floyd, and Brianna, yeah. and Ahmaud Arbery. Number two, our goal was to win the Oscar from the jump. Mm-hmm. I understood that it was going to be a sparse year because there weren't going to be as many productions mm-hmm. because people couldn't get shit up. Right. So Oscars do matter to you because some people will say the accolades, the awards... Shouldn't matter. No, they matter to me. The question is, is it important? If it matters to you, that just means it's something that can push your career forward, Mm -hmm. right? I wouldn't hang my hat on the fact that the movie won an Oscar. What I would hang my hat on is the fact that we had an idea and we had a vision and a goal and we hit our mark. Now you got the book, Fat, Crazy, and Tired, Tales from the Trenches of Transformation. What what motivated you to write this book? Well, And why was it necessary now? Um, Speaking of timing. Yeah. Well, the book is necessary now for me because I'm in a space to where I'm still trying to feel comfortable with me. One of the biggest accomplishments in my life was losing 170 pounds, right? Tell people how big you were at one point. I was about 370. And so I've been a lot... (laughs) Wax out there, wax goes... So a a lot of people are looking at me right now and they're like, you know, well, Van, you've gained some weight. And I have, right? I gained some weight during the pandemic. I think the book was important for me because so much of my life was focused around the fact that I had been able to lose this weight and like change my life. And during the pandemic, I took my body and I took what what I was going through as a personal failure that my anxiety crept back in, my depression crept back in, I was really down. And the book is about coming to terms with the reasons why I am the way that I am so that I can live inside of myself no matter what casing I'm in. I did get a chance to read the excerpt. We didn't get the book ahead of time. Yeah. Um, where you talk about your father mm-hmm. and him dying and how you felt like you wanted to be like Brett Favre. Yeah. In that moment when Brett Favre played, but his father had just died the day before Uh and he still had like an amazing game Mm -hmm. and then you had to realize that you don't have to cope and and face things that way and so once you come to that realization how did things change for you 
I think my thing was I learned to love my father more when I stopped trying to be him. He just would have picked up the pieces and moved on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a pick up the pieces and move on type of guy. I'm a I need some space type of guy. And I had to recognize Nothing that. Nothing wrong with myself. that, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a form of self-care. Yeah, like I'm driving across the river from Baton Rouge to Maringouin, Louisiana. I'm going to put my dad in a box and put him in the ground forever. It's a peculiar feeling when, when the parent dies. It's like, hmm. it's weird. It's someone that's known you for every second of your life that you feel like has every answer to every question, and then they're just gone. And now, for the next portion of your life, you have to speak to the wind. And I'm coming to terms with this while I'm driving my boy, and I'm thinking, Brett Favre got up and he threw for all of them yards. Go do this, go do this. And people are saying, yo, what was his favorite this? And I'm calling it out, like, did he have a favorite hat? I'm like, yeah. And and I keep going, I'm I'm thinking to myself, just go. Just answer the questions. Because now I'm the man, right? I'm the only one that has enough money to pay for this. I'm the only one that knew enough about him to do all this. So now I have to be here. And I look around and I look at my Uncle Craig and he looks exactly like my dad. My Uncle Craig comes in and I look at him. My Uncle Craig is standing there. I'm like, I need a minute. Damn. I walk out. It's a hot, humid Louisiana day. The wind is blowing. I'm looking at the field and I just sit there and I say, God, please help me, God. Like, help me. Like, help me. And the next thing I felt was my homeboy Ian, his, his, like, his hand was on my shoulder and I'm standing there. I'm like, I don't think I can go back in. And they're like, let's just finish it. And I never saw him. I never looked at him. I never, they're like, do you want to see him? Couldn't see him. Last time I saw my father alive in the flesh was 2019. And if I'd have known that that was the last time I, I, I would have saw him, I think it would have been a lot different. A lot of things I'd have said to him. And the thing you're talking about with Brett Favre, you know, a lot of times, man, that's just a response. Staying busy is a response to trauma. Yeah. My way of grieving was to leave everybody and just go drive down the levee. It, it, it was just tough. And I, I'm really not out of it. And it's still something that I'm that I'm kind of learning to deal with right now. Talk to him mm-hmm. every day. I got yesterday again in New York and I remember my dad used to always talk about the Empire State Building. He'd be like, taller than the Empire State Building. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> You want to go and see the Empire State Building? <laughs> and he'll be like, no. I see it on TV. Now, I'm driving around yesterday doing stuff, and I passed by the Empire State Building, and I'm like, well, there it is, Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I wonder, um, you know, because you were speaking in past tense when you was fat back in the day, mm-hmm. but you said you gained some weight. Sure. Do you think that that helped you while you was writing the book this time? Because you really were back into that space of being fat, crazy and tired. Yeah, I think it did. I think that, the pandemic for me stopped. It took my distractions away like everyone else. And when it took my distractions away, it made me sit in who I really am. And who I really am doesn't really have anything to do with like how I come off in that way. Like mm-hmm. right now, I'm heavier, but like I'm super active. I box every morning. That's why, you know, one of these days I'm going to get wax in the ring, beat the shit out of him. I run. I do all of these things. I just look different. So mm-hmm. the question is, while I'm in this space, by the way, I'm losing this weight. Huh? This is, I can't do this. Like, I can't sit on the plane and do this whole thing. But I have to become okay with myself again. And I never did that. When I was 370 pounds, I never took the time to be like, okay, Van, you're okay. Like, you're you're an okay person. It means you're, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But you just don't like the fact that you can't perform in the way that you look. So just change that. I said, no, this version of me is bad. Right. And because this version of me is bad, I'm only going to be good when I change it. I'm good either way. It's not about how I look. It's about how I feel. Right and so, like, getting to the point <clears throat> in your life where you feel good about yourself, there should not be a number on the scale around that. 
There shouldn't be a body fat percentage around that. There shouldn't be a dollar amount around that. Like the pandemic taught me to prioritize peace over everything else. Peace is the thing that's the most important. All right, we got more with Van Leith. And when we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Van Lathan. Charlemagne? So that's where you got the trenches of transformation from? The trenches of transformation is like, yeah, how do we change? Mm-hmm. I tell a story in the book about when I really realized I had a food addiction. I had worked a shift at Best Buy. And whenever I would leave the shift at Best Buy, I would go to Bennigan's because like I was low. What is Bennigan's? It's a restaurant. Bennigan's like is like an Irish pub. Yeah. Uh. Bennigan's had these big ass <laughs> chicken fingers. And so I would go there and get the chicken tenders and I would get loaded mashed potatoes and fries. And I have this little trick I would do when I would go there. I would act like I got a call from you or from you while I was waiting for it. Oh, you want a chocolate cake with the alamode icing and all of that stuff? Like, oh, that's what you want? Cool, because they got well, I can bring you. You want a chocolate shake too? Damn, you going in. And then I would add that to the order, but it was really for me, mm-hmm. right? And the people knew that I, was, I did this all the time. So they knew that every time I come there, but like this was how much I was addicted to food. And I had to have it or else I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So I'm at Best Buy working one time and I look across the, the parking lot and I'm like, Jesus Christ, bidding is closed. Like what happens now? And I feel this overwhelming sense of disappointment and I cry. <laughs> <laughs> You're a sick why you, you see I, I knew he was gonna laugh. But wait, 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 wait. Like, I, knew, like, oh, I, I knew for sure that he was oh, laugh. That is hilarious. Like, <laughs> like you, you're sick. Oh bro. man, you're sick. I'm sick. Yeah, like, <laughs> me. Man, I'm so sorry that that happened. Oh, thank you, thank you. And so, no, so, I want to know where you went to eat because I know you went to get something to eat. You ain't cried too long. I did. So, so I left and went to McDonald's. <laughs> so I'm sitting in there. So I'm sitting. So I'm sitting in there. I'm sitting there. Now this is a good order. Like it, I'll tell you what the McDonald's. The you told like, me this order before. The this man is a good like order. the power meal. I'm sitting there and I'm looking. And you know one of those moments like in the movies where you look at yourself and you're like, you need help. And I try to tell. I'm like, God damn, I'm. F- up, I'm crying over some Bennigan's. I laugh. All of those moments in my life where I'm like, yo, this is really happening. Like, I, I, I laugh. So I drive. I go to McDonald's. Number four supersize. 20-piece McNuggets. Two apple pies with the drink. We good. The for the double quarter pounder? The double quarter pounder. And that went on for a little while until one day, literally one day, I was just like, fuck it. And I started it. And then that year, I lost 140 pounds. You just say, I'm a, I got a diet now. I just, I was in California and... I'm just walking around. I ordered these pants from the Gap. One of the producers at my at my job got them instead of me, and I saw him hold the pants up. The pants were like a 52, 54-inch waist or something like that. Michael Jordan size. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I just I, I walked around to the gym, started going to the gym. At first, I could only do 30 minutes. Now, even at this size right now, I box seven, eight, nine rounds. I'm good. What was something you gained personally from writing the book? I think I gained an understanding of just how complicated everything is. Writing a book was hard because you had, to, like, you had to put everything together. I think we are really careening down the path of trying to simplify society and it's not simple. It's, it's over. We, we're, we're there already. Like, it is not black and white. Yeah, it never like, has been. There that. are no absolutes. Yeah. And really, to be honest with you, more than anything, if I'm not trying to like protect myself, writing a book helped me, it's helping me process my father's death. Actually doing the book and then doing the audio book it helped me revisit some of those things and, and deal with them. So that's been very, and you know, just getting my feelings out and being able to contextualize this moment in my life, put a pin in it and just kind of uh, move on. Right. Well, I, well, healing's not linear. And they yeah. all, you know, grief is 
something that's going to always come and go yeah. throughout the rest of your life. Right. You know that. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm just, what I'm ready for is to say, this is where I'm at now. We got more movies. We got more stuff. We got Higher Learning with Rachel Lindsay, Van Lathan. We got the Ringerverse. We got all of these things that we're doing. So many different things that I'm into right now. And I just wanted to get my thoughts on my life up to this point and really the, the lives of the people in my community, you know? My last question, you, um, you know, for, for years, people say, oh, that's the black guy from TMZ. Yeah. So how would you define Van Lathan right now? Oh, good. Uh, certainly, well, I still get the black guy from TMZ all the time, despite it, but um, I don't know. I don't think I have an answer. <clears throat> I, would, I would love to have something, mm -hmm. but I don't think I'm really into defining myself as much as I am into enjoying the peaceful times that I can get in and doing better. What I would like to be right now is, has nothing to do with who I am professionally. When I was still playing ball a lot, I always wanted to dunk off two feet. You jump off two feet, you can jump up and do crazy in the air, you can take hits, boom, most really athletic guys jump off two feet. I'll never forget this guy named uh, Graham Mitchell, who's a fitness guy in LA. I, I love, we're in the gym, I see these guys doing these crazy dunks off two feet, I'm doing it off one and I can't stay in the air as long as them, I get up, I come down, like I can't do all that stuff. And I remember asking him and I was like, uh, yo, if I start training with you, can you make me as good of a two-footed jumper as him? Can you make me a great two-footed jumper? And I'll never forget the answer that he gave me. He said, no, I can't. He said, I can make you a better two-footed jumper though. It's not about good or great, because those are subjective. It's about better. That's right. And that's, right. and that's me, trying to do better. Van Lathan Jr., Fat, Crazy, and Tired. Tales, Tales from, the, from trenches. the Trenches of Transformation. Yep. My guy, Van Lathan. Make sure y'all go out and get the book, man. Follow Van on Instagram, Twitter, at Van Lathan. Check out the Higher Learning Podcast with Rachel Lindsay. And uh, Hip Hop Homicide's coming in September. Homicide. Homicide. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what I said. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. <laughs> Pop homicides coming in September. Yeah, that's it. It's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Peace. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, well, the baby is facing criminal charges, and that is from a man who says that he suffered for trying to stop his entourage from shooting a music video on his property. So according to Gary Pagar, he said he had serious injuries, and uh, here's the story. They said the baby and his team rented a mansion in L.A. that Pagar manages. Pagar said he was there. He was told it was going to be a vacation place for the baby and his friends. He told them it was a guest limit, no more than 12, and the baby's management team allegedly agreed to that rental agreement. Well, he said that he paid a visit and realized they were shooting a music video with an entire film crew, a ton of other people around, upwards of 40 people, he says. He tried to shut the whole thing down by talking to the baby, and that's when he claims he was attacked by somebody in the crew. Part of that was caught on video. He said the baby ordered the guy off of him, but then allegedly sucker punched him in the face, knocking out his tooth. It looks like he went to the authorities after this, and now they have... I guess, decided to uh, charge him with felony battery. Now, the baby has defended himself, and he said, y'all keep believing these type of people and helping him assassinate my character. Y'all might as well get a rope and help him hang my black ass on a tree. And he had a TikTok video showing somebody who appears to be uh, Pagar outside of a home who was irate. And it's unclear what the timeline of the clip is, but um, allegedly he did call him the N-word using a racial slur, and I guess he's saying that it was some type of altercation. So we'll just have to stay tuned to see what happens with the baby. All right, and Shaquille O'Neal, is he going vegan? It doesn't look like it, but it looks like he does enjoy some healthier food nowadays. He was talking to comedian Rip Michaels at Slutty Vegan in Atlanta on Urban Eats and Treats. You switching over to vegan. Is it a diet thing that you're doing now? It's not that I'm switching over to vegan. My friend Shaka introduced me to this place, mm-hmm. and it's healthy. And the way she cooks it, you don't, like for example, I like cheeseburgers, right? Got it. But the way she cooks it, like I can eat healthy, 
but still feel like I'm eating back. Uh, again, whenever I want to cheat, I come over here and cheat. Cause like, you, you, for me, diet is chicken salad, steak and fish, but I'm a burger guy. So when I got to get that, that burger taste, when I got to look at a burger, grab a burger, I always come to Slutty Vegan. Yeah, I think people just love Slutty Vegan's food. I don't think they even care that it's vegetarian. I mean, I'm sure yeah, there's, of course, of course, there's some people that, of course, they go there because it's vegan. But a lot of people just like the taste of the food. Mm-hmm. And shout to Rip Michaels too. That's yeah. Rip Michaels' show. He has a, a a show on the LOL Network where he talks to, he takes people to some of their favorite restaurants. I know I was on there. Uh, Nick Cannon, uh, Shaq, and a host of others. So shout to Rip Michaels, man. Urban Dion Cole, Tamar Braxton, Bill Bellamy. Yeah, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, shout out to him. And shout out to Slutty Vegan. You know, they opened one in Brooklyn as well. And then uh, she has an amazing bar also in Atlanta too. So uh, she's doing great work. And her food mm-hmm. is absolutely delicious. All right, now Jalen Rose did an interview with GQ Magazine and spoke for the first time about his divorce. From Molly Karam. Now, the, they both announced they were divorcing in December, and he initially filed for a divorce in April of that year. He said, in my personal relationship, it was laughable to me to see Molly and I mutually part ways, be in accord about why we're parting ways, and still see people speculating on why. He said not only speculating, in particular saying it was because her and Stephen A. Smith had a relationship. And like unequivocally, I'm not here to speak for what he does in his personal life or what she does in her personal life. I got love for both of them. We still 100. I would just say that for people who thought we parted ways because they have a relationship, then I got some swampland in Detroit to sell you for top dollar. That is not why we split. (laughs) Right. So things just didn't work. He said they're on the same accord of why it didn't work. And it's not that he said it was a reach. People saying that the three of them were in the middle of some type of situation. He said, that's why none of us have spoken on it. He said, um, people would say Jalen's a sucker. Stephen A snatched his wife and he up there working with him. Or look at Molly. She was talking to Jalen yesterday. Now she's kicking it with da-da-da. That ain't happened. Yeah, they said they, right. they're broken up. It's over, right? Mm-hmm. It's over. Uh-huh. Divorced. Mm-hmm. All right, Megan Thee Stallion and Netflix are developing a comedy series that's going to be loosely based on her life. She signed a first look deal with Netflix to create and executive produce her own shows. And in a new interview with Deadline, the head of comedy for Netflix, Tracy Pacosta, revealed that they are developing that. They said it's very early stages. She came in, she pitched something loosely based on her life growing up, and we got very excited about it. We think she's special. Interesting. So something to stay tuned for. She also got the key to the city in a Megan Thee Stallion day. By mm-hmm. the way, in Houston, so shout out to her for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dropping a clue bomb and for other Megan big- Getting the key to the city of Houston. And another big news, Pusha T got his first career number one album. Come on now. It's almost dry. Score one for the dinosaurs. Drop on the clues bombs for Pusha T, damn it. Very well deserved. Yes. Mm-hmm. 55,000 is what they're saying between streams and pure sales. So congratulations to him for his first ever number one album. Also, they have projections for next week for Future's album. I never, well, this week, I never liked you. And according to those reports, they're saying he's going to sell between 175 to 200,000 units. So they said it'll be the biggest debut of the year. Over 60 million streams day one. And that's why longevity is the key. When you look at somebody like Pusha T, Pusha T's been around since 1996. Just getting his first number one as an album now, but he's been making a great living. He's known as one of the, 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 the best to ever do it, and he's been doing it for 20 plus years. Look at somebody like Future. He's been doing it well over a decade. It's like his, I don't even know how, how what number album this is for Future. Yeah, I don't but know he either. Bought, but he's about to have another number one album. 
Okay, and if I'm not mistaken, Future's like tied for fifth most number one albums by any rapper ever. Mm. The moral of the story is longevity is the key. It's cool to be hot for the moment, but you know, no, if you hot for a decade or better, two decades or better, that's what you want, kids. Okay. Yeah, and you got to start somewhere, obviously, right? Get hot now and keep it going. So that's how you get longevity. Now, P-Valley star Tyler LaPlay and his girlfriend Miracle Watts are expecting their first child together. They met on the set of the show. So congratulations, according to sources at the Jasmine Brand, they're saying that she is allegedly pregnant and the couple are going to have their first child. He already has two kids, age four and one, from a previous relationship, and this will be her first child. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Man, four after the hour, I need this high school in Texas, East Bernard High School, to come to the front of the congregation. I can't believe it's 2022, and we still having conversations about hair? Hair? We'll discuss four after the hour. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ MV. Make the switch to the General Insurance, and you could save over $500 on your car insurance. Imagine what you could do with that money, right? Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. This is America. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. To the latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Uh, how are we starting off Monday? Donkey of the day for Monday, May 2nd, goes to East Bernard High School in East Bernard, Texas, and the whole East Bernard Independent School District. Now, I understand rules are rules, okay, and every single corporation in school uh, has different policies, and if you want to work in these corporations, if you want to attend these schools, you have to follow their rules and adhere to their policies. I get it. But that doesn't mean we can't also challenge those rules and policies. And that's what we are doing this morning to East Bernard High School because they have a dress code policy. And that dress code policy states that braided hair or cornrows will not be allowed. Okay? Uh, there's a term for that rule, and that term is natural hair discrimination. Okay? Race-based hair discrimination. Everybody knows hair discrimination is rooted in systemic racism. Okay? Policies that prohibit natural hairstyles like afros, braids, dreadlocks, they've been used to justify removing black grown folks from their employment and removing black kids from classrooms. Okay? I mean, it is literally the criminalization of black hair, and it makes black people feel like they have to conform to perms. Okay? Straightening their hair and doing whatever they have to do to not face consequences for rocking their natural hair. So, basically, it's like a caste system for your hair. All right? You know? Instead of leaning into your natural, God-given black natural look you know that can lead to firings and removals from school so you end up conforming and lean into eurocentric beauty standards okay all right and that's what east bernard texas is currently uh doing are, are, are making a young 17 year old diary williams have to decide about okay drop one of clues bombs for diary williams all right He's just a young black man taking life one ghetto day at a time. He's doing his best out here to figure this life thing out. And he moved from Cincinnati, Ohio to East Bernard, Texas. And now because of the school's discriminatory hair policy, because it is discriminatory, it's preventing him from doing things he loves to do, like running track. And if he's not running track, he won't be noticed by scouts for college scholarships. They won't even let him go to class. 
until he gets rid of his hair. Let's go to NBC2 for the report, please. Derry Williams says his hair gives him pride. Without my hair, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. The 17-year-old wants to be a veterinarian, runs track two, and hopes for a scholarship, but he fears that won't happen. He's homeschooled, has been since his family moved to East Bernard from Ohio in February. Mom Desiree Bullock says she tried to enroll him in East Bernard High School, but when she was given the dress code, she learned... The boys cannot have hair past their ears. And I explained to her that my son had um, locks in his hair. And she was like, oh, well, he's going to have to cut those. East Bernard ISD Student Handbook outlines its dress code and hair policy, which also forbids, quote, braided hair or twisted rose strands. Bullock says she eventually reached the superintendent in hopes of getting a religious exemption. She got back with me and she said, your religious exemption form will not be granted. It could not be granted at this time. In a statement to KPRC2, East Bernard Superintendent of Schools said in part, quote, East Bernard ISD has not denied enrollment to the individual involved in this situation as no enrollment or registration documents have been filed. But Bullock says she didn't enroll him because of the policy. Mm. My veterinarian can't wear dreadlocks? Dreadlocks? What does Whoopi Goldberg think about this? Huh? What about Ava DuVernay? This is why the Crown Act needed to be passed in all 50 states. Okay, If you don't know what the Crown Act is, it stands for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. And it's a bill that will ban race-based hair discrimination in employment. Okay, and for those participating in federally assisted programs, housing programs, and public accommodations, I'm assuming it would uh, impact schools, too. It passed, it passed the House last month, but of course has to be approved by the Senate, okay, before it's sent to the president's desk. But it's 2022, and we're talking about hair. Hair? Huh? No, we're not talking about hair. We're talking about systemic racism. And this is just another example of how this system keeps their foot on black people's necks. Let's not get it effed up. Okay, I don't care how many Kardashians you see with cornrows. When you hear a company say you can't have braids, cornrows, locks, those rules are for black people. Okay, and I know what you're thinking. Well, why doesn't he just cut his hair? My rebuttal to that would be, why does he have to? Okay, what does hair have to do with your level of brilliance? What does hair have to do with your level of athletic ability? What does hair have to do with your behavior? Okay, East Bernard High School, why do you care about an individual's hair at all? Okay, now the only way this is a fair policy is if it's hair and beauty standards for white people in that school handbook. Okay, if it's not, then this is nonsense. All right, would this school have told Albert Einstein his hair was violating some type of hair policy? All right, Albert Einstein, one of the most brilliant minds ever who gave us the theory of relativity, would they have kicked him out of school because his hair violated some type of hair policy? And if you don't think these rules are rooted in any type of discrimination, then simply Google the case of Beverly Jenkins, okay? She was an employee for Blue Cross, all right? Worked for Blue Cross for three years, and then she started wearing her hair naturally in an afro. When it came time for her to get a promotion, Beverly Jenkins was denied and told she could never represent Blue Cross with an afro. Beverly Jenkins sued for discrimination using the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And Beverly Jenkins won. Drop on the clues box for Beverly Jenkins. Okay. Gandhi once said, uh, our ability to reach unity and diversity will be the beauty and the test of our civilization. Well, I don't know when Gandhi said that. But I know he's been dead for about 75 years. So clearly he said that a long, long, long time ago. And we still are a long way from having any unity and diversity. So whatever Tess Gandhi was talking about, we have failed that with flying colors. Okay? Please let Remy Ma give East Bernard High School the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. It's like, come on, man. Let All the, right. Let, let the man walk at his graduation. Okay? Let him run track. But his hair? Come on. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. 
up next, Chloe Bailey will be joining us. Now, Charlemagne says and swears that's his cousin. I don't say and swear anything, okay? This is a known fact, all right? She brought it to my attention a long time ago. Her and her mom. Right. Salute to her mom and Haley and her father. What's their names? Her and her father, Doug. What's her mom's name? I don't know her mother's name. <laughs> that's your aunt. That is not my aunt. What are you talking about? Oh, what no, you, that's not your aunt. That would be, yeah, that would be your aunt. That that's would not be my aunt. No, it's not. You can have second and third cousins and fourth oh, cousins. What are you talking about? You didn't about? say that. Your first cousins are the ones that who have uh, that you got aunts and uncles by. Oh, so she's your, your third or fourth cousin. We are. We are. We, that's, I don't. I don't know what number it is. <laughs> but yes, somewhere along the line, we are cousins. All right. From well, Saint, Chloe from Bailey. Saint Stephen, South Carolina, to Mount's Corner, South Carolina. Somewhere right. along the way, we're cousins. Well, Chloe yes. Bailey will be joining us when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, young superstar, and an alleged cousin. <laughs> that's not yes. an alleged cousin. That's my cousin. Yes. That's cousin Chloe. Yes, <laughs> Chloe Bailey's here. Welcome. Hey, Hi. good to see you guys. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm feeling really good. I'm okay. happy to be here. Um, I'm so happy to see you again and you guys. So I'm good. I'm here in New York City. So just working and grinding and everything. You here for the Met? Yeah, Met gallery. Right? So that'll be really nice. Now we were talking off air. I was asking you, how long does it take you to get dressed for that? For that, it takes me like three, four hours. Like, you know, I'm always really late to getting dressed. Mm -hmm. So for that, I have to like be on the structured time and clock because I just... When do you lay your outfit out? You know, the day before school, we used to lay our outfit well, out. It's picked out yeah. before, I'm sure. Like, it's how do, picked how out do you before. Okay. Outfit out? Yeah, so I have my first fitting tonight, actually, and that'll be really fun. Like, I've seen a picture of it. I can't wait to try it on. I hope it, like, fits me right. I think it will. So I have two fittings for it. Now, who yes. do you go to the Met with? Because the Met is, it, when you look at it, sometimes a little bougie, foo-foo, shishi. Yeah. So who do you kick it with the, in the Met? Oh, okay. So the last time I went to Met, my sister and I went and I was really, really nervous. I didn't know what to expect. But when we got in the room, it was like really chill. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because none of us can like bring a plus one. So we all just have to like mingle and like talk and everything. So it was really fun. I had the best time because usually when I go out places, I kind of get a little nervous. Mm -hmm. But the Met, I had the best time. But you had your sister last time. Yes. So, who, so now you got to go by yourself. Oh, yeah. So you don't have a, there's no date for the Met. No, just me. Just me. So I got to step out my comfort zone, but it'll be fun. So what table do they put you on? Do they just, do they tell you? What oh, you, yeah. You were the designer, a, right? Yeah, I have a designated yeah. table. I'll mm -hmm. be there with some of my friends, so I'm happy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you, you when you're you yeah, navigating yeah. your way through this industry, it's clearly easier to do it with your sister, right? Yes, absolutely. So do you like doing the solo thing? And I wonder, does she like doing the solo thing? I, it's definitely interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a whole other level of, like, fighting for yourself and believing in yourself. Because it's like, when you kind of go through, like, because not everything's going to be a high moment. So when you mm -hmm. have those times when you're struggling, usually, like, we lean on each other and be like, oh, girl, like, we got this. We'll pick each other up. Now it's like, I have to really solely believe in myself. So that's a little more scarier. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's harder to do, but I'm learning every day. Now, they say the solo album is done. Mm-hmm. Is that complete? true? It is true. I'm like, I'm creating every day still to see if it's like missing that little thing, but yeah, it's okay. getting mixed right now and everything. So, so it's been turned into the label. It hasn't been turned in. Okay, okay, it's okay. like getting like the final mixes and you know features and all that good stuff. So, so what's left? Are you dropping another single? Or are you just gonna? Release? Yeah, yeah. That's you know, I can't wait for people to hear the whole body of work because it's like so many different sounds and layers to me, and I feel like when you hear the full project, you'll understand me as an artist. Um, but yeah, I'm probably gonna drop a couple more songs before I drop that. 
album. How does it feel look, to, to go out? And I don't know if you go out to the clubs much, but how does it feel if you do to hear your club work in the club? I mean, to hear yeah. your record work in the club. How about yeah. what? To hear your club work in the club? <laughs> it's insane. It's a really great feeling. After Treat Me came out, um, I went to this club and shout out to Sasha. She performed it and I went out with her and I was like, wow, it sounds really good in here. And even when Have Mercy first hit and I was in the clubs listening to it, now, I was Have Mercy's really, really the one happy. Clubs, yeah, clubs yeah, that. and it's still going, so that mm -hmm. makes me really happy. I'm excited to keep doing that and do it more. You know, and treat me. You say, uh, treat me, treat me, treat me like I treat me. Yeah. Is that something you demand just in a relationship or just with people, period? You know, I think just with people, period. I'm mm -hmm. learning every day that I have to command respect and boss up. It's something like my godmom's always telling me. And it's really hard for me right now, if I'm being honest, because I'm 23 and I'm just like learning to command respect and attention where I when I walk into a room and to just have people respect me for who I am as a woman, mm -hmm. not what I look like, but my mental and how I speak and everything like that. So I've been wondering about the whole respect thing just in life. Right. Because we yeah. always say we want we need people to respect us. But a person can't respect you if they don't respect themselves yeah. you know i don't think it has anything to do with us no you know it doesn't it doesn't and i think what people give you is how they're feeling internally that's right so a lot of times too if i'm not feeling the best i have to like check myself inside like mm -hmm. okay what's going on so i don't give that out to people mm -hmm. you know what i mean and how is your mental because i know people comment on everything that you do mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you do so how do you do that do you read social media comments do you feed into that or yeah so i have an issue because sometimes i'll read it and then like i'll see that one thing and it just kind of drives me mad so I have to like stay away from it. But of course, because it's socials, you're like, okay, I want to check in. I want to see if people like the song. I want to see if this. So it's like a push and pull kind of thing where I have to, I know I shouldn't keep looking at it, mm -hmm. but you know, we're human. So do you limit yourself? Do you say, okay, I'm only going to spend a this amount of time or do you just like, I try, it? I have the whole social media limit thing on do my you? phone and then I keep denying it. Oh. And it's like, there's no point why I have the timer on. Mm -hmm. I always wonder with y'all generation is social media the only gauge to see if something's successful. Honestly, yeah, like everything's, <laughs> really? so, everything's <laughs> so reliant on numbers and analytics and like mm -hmm. it's cool because without social media, I wouldn't be here, but sometimes it also sucks the fun out of the art. Yeah, yeah. you got haters, you got people that see you living your best life, see you doing your thing and just want to yeah. say something negative. It sucks, it sucks. And it's like a lot of times when it sucks is when you see people spewing lies and making up things about something that has nothing to do with you or who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. That's when it's like, oh, you're just making that up just to say it. Are you, you know? are you still having problems speaking up for yourself? No. I'm, okay. I mean, I have like times where I have to like give myself a little pep talk and then I do it. So it's like taking me a while, but I'm learning it now. Like what, mm -hmm. what's it, what, what instance where you got to give yourself a pep talk? Uh, just if something doesn't really sit right with me or if I wish it was another way or like going this way and I know how I want it to be. I just kind of have to like speak out for it or like if I don't fight for myself then no one else will, you know? So that's it, what I'm learning. Is it easy to do it with your, with your parents? Like with your dad, I know last time your dad was a parent. Is it easy to say, no dad, this is what I want? Cause that's still your dad. That's, that's your, yeah. your, your dad, he's yeah. your baby. Like how do you do it with that? Yeah, so you know, I love them and I am so grateful for them and how I am as a young woman. And it's like now I'm 23, I wanna command on my own and do things on my own. And like, that's where it'll feel really good where I'm not relying on family or parents and I'm doing it as a grown young woman. Is your career still fun or is it starting to feel like work? It's still fun. If it wasn't fun, I think I'd stop it. Like the creative part and the performing, that's where mm -hmm. 
I get my joy and my happiness. And like where I also get my joy and happiness is when I prove people wrong every time. And it's like, yes, I did it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's the best feeling. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times where it's like, damn, I didn't know it would be this difficult. I didn't know it would be this hard. But it's like the good always outweighs the bad every time. You want to play a record this morning? I do. I would love to. Treat what you want to play? Treat me? Yes. Treat me. I would love to. All right. We got more with Chloe Bailey. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Chloe Bailey. Charlemagne? And I, I recently, uh, you was talking about uh, musicians not making a lot of money. Yeah. And and, and like, what, what changes do you think need to be made in the music industry? I definitely think the cuts and the percentages we get mm -hmm. and just how the whole thing kind of works. But because all of us musicians love what we do, we kind of just go with it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's a great branding tool. And then that's when you make money with the tours mm -hmm. and all of the things like that. So it has its highs and lows. So that's well, with anything in any industry. Well, break it you down because you are a producer as well. Mm -hmm. So a producer supposed to get half. Yeah. But then with your sister, so you're supposed to get half and then you're supposed to get 25 and then she gets 25. But... Since it's your and sister. Yeah, you in split. terms of publishing, we always just split everything because, you know, we're equally contributing. When it comes to, like, me and my solo music, um, just as a producer, if I'm producing it, because producers will get a fee up front for right. producing the track, but if I'm producing it, I don't get that because I'm the artist. So mm -hmm. that's what, that's all I was really explaining on the Terrell show with how that works. But, mm -hmm. like, if you go to another big producer, someone else, like, they get a fee up front. But if I'm producing it myself, I don't get that production fee, per se. And I thought, yeah, I didn't understand that. They said if you're if you're in a group and you produce, you don't get paid as a producer. Yeah, but even as me as a solo artist, if I produce my own stuff, I don't get a production. Really? Mm-hmm. That makes zero sense yeah. to me. It's just how it works. <laughs> so I'm you just gonna produce a ghost for producer. Yeah, have your I'm just gonna produce. Say she a producer, right? You pay her, she give you a cut back, and then you, you know, right? And then I'll just start producing for other artists there you and go. easy, and then I'll fix it. When did you realize the money was funny? Like when did they, when did it first hit you? Like wait a minute. Something so right. I I have a love hate relationship with money. I love the things and the doors that it'll open mm -hmm. and like how it makes you look on the outside mm -hmm. and like people respect you based on how you look mm -hmm. and so that's cool and everything. But I hate like what it does and the problems it causes and the greed and all of that. Like I I hate it. But when did you realize like the money was funny with the music industry? Is what I mean. Well, I mean, we always kind of knew that growing up, like you'd hear stories about like the people who inspired us and like what to look out for and everything. Mm -hmm. But I'm grateful that I'm in a good situation when it comes to that side and everything. I just think it's really important to be educated in that kind of way. And, you know, I'm really grateful for B and Parkwood because she's constantly motivating me to kind of be educated in the business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of give all kudos to her and my godmom for that and like just kind of being smart and witty with mm -hmm. when it comes to my stuff and like looking at budgets and everything. Are you, yeah, a, spender? Are you a spender? Are you... No, not really. Okay. Like all like the fancy clothes and stuff. Like, no, I love giving gifts. Sometimes it's harder for me to do it for myself. So I'm not like a crazy big spender. I am with food. Like every day on Uber Eats and Postmates, I'm kind of going crazy. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> no, we have no problem running up in the label for you if they're not doing you. Right? Oh, no, no. Not, 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 not Parkwood, though. Yeah, we run yeah. up in the parent company. Yeah. We, <laughs> Not not Parker. We were <laughs> no, everything is good. Everything is good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, is Chloe making the kind of music she wants to make? I am. Okay. I am. Absolutely. And I can't wait for people to hear the album, um, you know, with anything. When you're kind of making music against the grain, you always have pushback sometimes. But it's really exciting. And, you know, I can't wait for people to catch up to the music and mm -hmm. enjoy it. And there's been a lot of times where I'm like doubting, like, is it okay? Is it maybe I should make this kind of music? So it's like, 
you know, but I'm like, let me just do what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. How so hands we'll on was, was Beyonce during this project? And did she do her verse yet? <laughs> I love her because <laughs> because <laughs> she like lets me fly and like do what I want when it comes to music. And she'll give her notes and like certain things, which I think is really dope and cool. Mm-hmm. So. Be honest, you hate Beyonce. You're tired of Beyonce. Question. No, no, no. Be honest. Honestly, it's, that's what happens. That's what <laughs> I don't mind. I love her. Yeah. I can talk about her all damn day. Did she day. do her verse yet, though? You didn't answer that yet. That song been in. <laughs> You heard it? No. Cousin? No, I haven't heard it. Oh. I know we know it exists though. We know it exists. Does it exist? I don't know. Cousin, don't... does it exist? I don't know. I don't know. We think that budget for what would a budget just hypothetically? Hypothetically, okay. we what would speaking. a budget for a Beyonce Chloe video look like right now? Mm. That's priceless. That's priceless. <laughs> I don't I that's only in my wildest dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about the treatment? What it would look like? I think about treatments for a lot of things. Okay, okay. Where would yeah. you shoot it? Island? I think, LA, you know, studio? I love the water, the water. So, you know, I would shoot any video <laughs> anywhere. Or would it be like a dance battle, like a versus, like you versus her? Like, how would you think about it? No, I'm not qualified for that. We <laughs> still got to get there. But, um, yeah, I would love that one day. That would be really cool. I am glad that you said that you're still having fun, though. Absolutely. Yeah. The one yeah. thing I see, I see people on social media be like, oh, my God, like, she, she's always so happy. Like, just... That can't yeah. be real. Listen yeah. that, you know, she always comes off so media trained. I'm like, but that's, that's her. Yeah. 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 Does that does that bother you when you see people say that? Like sometimes, but yeah. not anymore. I'm like, I don't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. I just gotta be myself. Cause it's like if I change myself, then I'm doing exactly what they're claiming I'm doing. That's right. You know? Now yeah. before we go, last time you were saying you were having a problem dating. You was like, it's difficult for yes. them to, to holler at you and talk yes. to you. So how has it been now? Dating, well, I'm single. Mm-hmm. So dating it's been interesting. It's been interesting to say the least, but it's cool because I'm like 23. Like when I was in high school, I was homeschooled, so I didn't really like date around or anything like that. So now I'm like figuring out what I like, what I don't like, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. So that's like where I am. Do guys talk to you? Because uh, uh, I see everybody's through Snapchat. Like they want to send messages yeah. through Snapchat or DMs. Like, oh, guys actually pick up the phone and trying to call or. Yeah, so I'll get a lot of DMs or like it'll happen a lot in person because I don't really respond to DMs. So mm-hmm. I'll be like, why aren't you answering me? And I'm like, I'm not. I'm focused on my stuff right mm-hmm. now. Um, but it's flattering. It's flattering. Mm-hmm. They had you link the gunner. You saw gunner up here blushing when he was up here? Yeah, I saw. You saw- <laughs> <laughs> I told him, though, I said, you can't play with that one. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. No, he's a good friend, and I'm happy with the music we did together, and that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Do we have a release date? Can we, a, a, a roundabout time? I don't have a release date, but I do want to put it out before Grammy deadline in September, so Ooh. hopefully soon. Okay. Yeah, that'll be great. Okay. Whenever God wants it to come out between that period, it will be out. So between now and September, we'll be getting the yes. new Chloe out. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, Chloe Bailey, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. What y'all doing for Thanksgiving? Then, if y'all yeah, what we doing? Huh? What you gonna make me some vegan well, Thanksgiving? I saw meal? you. I saw the beautiful house on. Um, you What was that? That I saw that you showed your crib in L.A. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that looks that like a perfect place to have that Thanksgiving dinner. That is a perfect dinner. place. You gonna That's cook? True. No, I don't cook, but I'll order. <laughs> I'll order in. That's what I do. You can't Uber Eats on Thanksgiving. I know, but we can like get catering services. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. No fly. stress. Easy. Okay. okay, done. Don't invite done. that cousin. You know that one cousin you don't invite to your that's house? Okay. That, that's him right there. I'll that let him come true. through. Yep. It's Chloe okay. Bailey. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club.
Yes, Vanessa Bryant. She narrated a touching tribute to her daughter, Gianna, for her 16th birthday in partnership with Nike. Now, Nike posted it was never about what she got from basketball. It was always about what she gave back. Gigi gave inspiration to her teammates, her mentors, and the next generation. Hashtag play Gigi's way. Hashtag Mamba Mamba Sita Sports. And here is what uh, Vanessa Bryant had to say in this tribute. Dear Gianna, from the first time you imagined winning a WNBA championship, I knew one thing was real. You were special. You came from greatness, but it was never about what you inherited. It was about what you gave to others. When someone stands up for gender equality, I see you fighting alongside them. And every time someone plays her hardest, I know that's you on the court. Love you always. Basketball. Man, that's beautiful. The sneakers are sold out too, by the way. And Lamar Odom got Kobe Bryant's face tattooed on his neck after he said he had vivid dreams about Kobe while he was in the Celebrity Big Brother house. He said, it's just his face. It's on my neck. When I was in the Celebrity Big Brother house, I dreamed of him four or five times. They were really vivid and easy to remember because he was talking to me in the dreams. He just looked back to me and said, "Lo, the afterlife ain't what people make it up to be. And I just kind of woke up. So he said he was stunned and shocked from those dreams, but that it could mean a lot of things. It could have meant that he misses his people, misses his daughters, could have meant maybe his job wasn't finished yet. I woke up really emotional after that. Let's talk about Black China. Black China's jury is still deliberating whether the Kardashians are on the hook for actually making sure that her season didn't get a, a season two with Black China and Rob Kardashian, but Kim Kardashian did go ahead and win. They tossed out Black China's defamation claim against Kim Kardashian, so that's a win for them. They said that uh, Kim made no defamatory statements against Black China. So they just dropped a part of all her, her cases, right? Her suits. Yeah, she was asking for $40 million for that claim, but they're still deliberating about why the season two didn't happen, if it was because the Kardashian-Jenners were responsible or if it wasn't going to happen in the first place. Gotcha. You know what's scary? That that story you told about Lamar and, and, and Kobe. I don't know. I don't want to have any memories of uh, life in the afterlife. Wouldn't that make being dead like, like cruel and unusual punishment? Can you imagine still having a conscience of the life you lived after you passed? Um, I mean, I just don't know what it's like. I don't know if it's a positive thing. I mean, of course you don't know what it's business, like. You, you it's, never, yeah, so <laughs> but I'm just so saying. I can't say that it's I can't say that it's a bad thing. Because I, 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 it sounds like a bad thing to have a, a, a consciousness of your previous life while you passed away. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Because. That could mean in the afterlife you're doing other things too. You just have memories. <sighs> and you're, you know, meeting with other people that are there as well. Who knows? Mm -hmm. All right. Now they're saying that Pete Davidson may have gotten another tattoo. And what they're saying this tattoo on his neck is of Kim Kardashian's kids' initials. So fans spotted that. They said at the White House Correspondents' Dinner where Kim and Pete Davidson were there together. And some people are saying that the tattoo appears to show the letters. And we've seen pictures of it. K-N-S-C-P. So they're saying that's for North St. Chicago and Psalm. He's going to get on one knee soon then. I got to talk to my bro, bro <laughs> Pete. Let me talk. I got to talk to Pete. He's going to get on one knee then. He's ready. Now, Pete also addressed the Kanye West harassment at the Netflix is a joke fest. 
And so at his stop on the festival, he spoke publicly about the situation. He actually made jokes about Kanye's behavior toward him, including an incident where Kanye attempted to spread rumors that Pete Davidson had contracted AIDS. He said, I had an AIDS scare this year. And <laughs> he said that he went to his doctor for a checkup. That is true, though. Yeah. Well, he went on to say, um, am I the only one who secretly hopes Kanye will go full Mrs. Doubtfire? as far as trying to spend more time with his children by posing as a housekeeper in his ex-wife home. So there's a few other things that he said. Uh, so you can see he's going to be taking this on the road and making jokes about his real life. As he should. Like, well, listen, when, you, when you're a comedian or anybody like that, like your life is your content. Why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your requests. And uh, also, June 19th, Father's Day weekend, of course, we're doing our car show. Family Fun Day. So not only do we have the car show and celebrity cars, exotic cars, old school cars, but it's so much for kids, whether it's the jumpies, carnival rides, the games, and all that. So get your tickets. That's June 19th and July 9th. We're in Atlanta. Let me know what you want to hear. Let's get to the mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Finding Tamika from Kevin Hart, myself, Charlemagne the God, and Queen Erica Alexander in Color Farm Media. This series focuses on missing black women and the system that ignores them. Sign up for a free 30-day audible trial at audible.com slash WPR FMHD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to uh, Van Lathan for joining us. Salute to Van Lathan. Make sure you go grab my guy's book, man. Fat, Crazy, and Tired. Uh, Tales from the Trenches of of Transformation. The what? Tales from the Trenches Tren- of Transformation. I don't know what <laughs> words you just said, man. Your words are all over the place. That is not true. Goodness gracious. All right. And also, shout out to Chloe Bailey for joining us as well. Salute to Cousin Chloe. Uh, make sure you support her new single, Treat Me. All right. And she said her album will be out before yes, September. She said anytime between now. Yeah, see, she's doing a summer a summer album, right? Oh, um, yeah. she don't know yet. She just said she wants it to go out before the Grammys uh, so it could be uh, nominated for a Grammy. That's right, because her goal is to win an EGOT. Correct. Yeah, but salute to uh, Chloe right. and salute to Haley and salute to Doug and her mom. Courtney. <laughs> you gotta find, okay, now you got her mom's name. Okay, no, Courtney, I, I had to think about it, but her mom's name is Courtney. But yeah, salute to Courtney. All right. All, All right. right. And I just want to shout out to uh, everybody in Detroit, the NAACP. I was here for the Fight for Freedom Fund dinner. You know, there's usually about 10,000 people at this dinner every year, but they scaled it back this year. So it was 5,000 people. But it's a huge thing. They said it's the biggest chapter for the NAACP here in Detroit. Oh, nice. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note and more. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, uh, let me shout out to the ladies of uh, Fox Soul, Cocktails with Queens. Uh, Gia and mm-hmm. I will be on their show later on tonight. So definitely check okay. them out. Shout out to those women over there. That's that, a fun that, show. That ain't no play play show there now. You got to be on your P's and Q's, Envy. I ain't worried about Gia. I'm worried about you in a situation like that. <laughs> Sir, I have my wife with me. Okay. I'm not concerned. Salute to Vivica Fox and uh, Selena Johnson, Lisa Ray. Who else is on that show? Claudia Jordan. Claudia. Claudia oh, see murder. My bad. See murder. I know Claudia was on. Claudia's on that She's show. She's been on that show for a long time. I don't now. know if Claudia's on that show. 
Yes, she is. Yes, she is. With Lisa a thousand Ray. percent. Yes, I know. Yes. Cla- I know. Claudia had the show on Fox Soul, but I didn't know it was with Vivica and Lisa. Yes, Ray. she she actually started that show too with them. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yep. All I know is pressure, 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 envy. No pressure, sir. Okay. And the kid, just nod your head and agree. That's it. I, absolutely. That's what my wife's there for. My wife. See, there you go. She, she, yeah, absolutely. And when they start putting that pressure on you about not making, uh, you know, your, your wife orgasm for 10 years, you stand in your truth. It is my truth. Well, I got to lie about it. Ain't nothing, I ain't got to lie about nothing. Yeah. That book and is then, old. He wouldn't make that up. Well, no. remember that, too, if they bring me up about you not making me in 12 years. That's not true. What? What's not true? What you just said. What's not true? So you, oh, I can't, so, I can't so, speak on so that. Only the two of you know what goes years, on. Envy? You said what? Have you sir. made me orgasm in twelve years? Sir, we don't have that type of relationship. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, sir? it's either a simple yes or no. <laughs> sir, it's a this, simple yes or no. I plead the fifth, sir. Wow. Okay, that'll that'll be that'll get you a headline. <laughs> okay, that'll get you a headline. Ask that question when they ask you that question and you say I plead the fifth. That's a headline. That's a headline. Yeah. Oh, goodness. You got a positive note, I'm about man. to text Claudia right now. Oh, boy. Great. Uh, the positive note is simply this, man. It's an old people goodie. Comes from Don Miguel Ruiz. You know I love Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements. I swear by it. But one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.